0: Welcome one and all to Dice Company! My name is Izzy and I'm the Head Archivist for The Dice Company Adventure. And this is The Story So Far. When last we met our <coughs> heroes, they were in the ancient dwarven caverns, drinking reindeer milk eggnog with an eccentric demigod. So, just another Tuesday. But how, you may ask, did they get here? Well, let's attempt to summarize. It started in a warehouse in Lunadine, the capital city of Alfon, where a physically broken but keen-minded individual named Vander Finnick had a plan to steal an air elemental from an empire foundry. The goal was to power his airship, well, the airship he had acquired in a way he preferred not to speak of. He was accompanied in this task by Benny Quez, a rogue from the northern town of Middleton. Toc, a sentient automaton trying to get by in a world where sentient automatons were outlawed and Augustus Zeno, a nobleman whose reason for joining this ragtag group were somewhat mysterious. The four had little in common. In fact, they only just about seemed to tolerate each other, but they did all share a dislike for the Empire that at least gave them some common ground. We all found the plan to be acceptable. The group succeeded in stealing the Elemental, but they weren't exactly subtle about it making themselves highly wanted and even getting the nickname the Pissy Fingers Gang by the newspapers. No, 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 that is not becoming a thing. In fact, they became such wanted fugitives that on their return to Vanders Warehouse, they discovered that a member of the Shadow Vanguard, the Empire's own elite force, had been dispatched to, well, dispatch them. The group managed to retrieve the airship and they took to the skies. With no obvious safe harbour to aim for, this ill-matched team found themselves cooped up together for the foreseeable future. And not just together, even worse, with a dog that is almost certainly an empire homing beacon. After days in the air, they put down in the Pythereal Mountains, where they came across the village of Haven. And Haven it truly was, at least for a short while, the party rested and recuperated. I was almost killed by a giant squid. Minor incidents with seafood aside, it was a period of respite. All too soon, they were located by the Empire and had to flee with the villagers, save Caelan, the leader, and Lorien, the village elder, who stayed behind to fight and buy some time as they flew away. The next stop was Slateholm, in the mountains near Ovik. After setting up the Haveners with a new location, the team decided that the Gnomish city on the fringes of the Empire was the ideal spot to regather and see if they were in any way capable of lying low for a while and earning some coin that would at least broaden their options. I had an old friend in town, Gearhead, who I knew could set us up with some work. It were a shock to us all that Van had a friend. And so the gang got to work on some wholesome projects, such as relieving a duchess of her jewels and robbing an ancient tomb, often while playing dress-up in the process, such as Vanders Indiana Jones outfit. Idaho James, an entirely original character. And before long, they ran into Bardell Schultz, a local rogue and legend in his own mind. You gentlemen are sight for sore eyes. Bardell had discovered that the Empire were trying to steal steamrunner technology from the gnomes of Slatehome. Bardal enlisted the team to help him get the blueprints first. They agreed as there was treasure in it. And honor. Oh yes, by this point, Augustus had decided he was a heroic figure. The problem was that Doxy Abelman, the mayor of Slate Home, who was being threatened by the Empire, was collecting the blueprints when the gang arrived to steal them. But Toc came up with the idea to hand over dummy blueprints. Problem solved! but Doxy informed the group that a shadow vanguard named Morven had discovered the new location of the village of Haven and was on a mission to wipe them out. The group dashed to Haven as soon as possible. Interjection. There was a brief hiatus when I exited the airship mid-flight. This was due to a confusion generated by a human trait called hyperbole. Humans use this linguistic device to knowingly tell mistruths. After a pause, the group dashed to Haven. Well, I did fall out of the airship and nearly died. (laughs) The group sort of hurried to Haven and started hunting for a spy that might have shared the secret of the village's new location. They found the spy but learned that they had been tricked Morvan wasn't after Haven, he was after the team and had planted word that the Empire was out to crush Haven to bait them into coming. Morvan's airship was landing by the village, so the group jumped in Augustus's stagecoach. Augustus's absurd chariot. Augustus's magnificent carriage. And tried to lead them and the bounders away from the villagers. The Haveners took off in the airship while the team led Morvan's small army away through the forest. The chase ended with a stagecoach leaping a ravine and ducking into an ancient dwarven cave network. And inside the cave network, on the solstice, they stumbled across Papa Ungamus, who had been alone in the dark for thousands of years. I'm Papa Ungamus! They had a lovely feast together, but this happy moment was balanced out by Papa Ungamus revealing that there is a powerful sealing spell on the cave, which means that nobody can leave. Oh, and that a horde of ancient zombies are trapped inside too. So plenty to ponder as our heroes plot their next steps. And that is the story so far. Keep an eye out for chapter 22, Stagecoach to Verakir. See you next time.